Psycho Steve presents. Hey guys and girls and everything in between, this is your podcasting pal, Psycho Steve. That's right. Here on Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow, we have a very special guest that I've known this man, I'm not going to say how many years, because then it'll show how old he is and how old I am, but I can just tell you, I call him one of the hardest working bass players in all rock and metal, because he's in like, I don't know, 17 different bands. So please welcome... Mr. Mike Lapon. Good day, sir. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Cycle Steve. Thanks, man. My pleasure. It's an honor. I've, like I said, I've seen all your projects and everything from, I don't know, we're going to show our age now, from Rattlebone <laughs> <laughs> to the present day. So, yeah. let's get right started. Was bass your first instrument? Yes, bass was my first instrument. Um, I took up the bass basically uh, when I was about when I was about roughly thirteen or fourteen. Uh, I, I went to uh, my my father took me to see Kiss in New York City. Awesome. And and uh, you know when I saw that show and and Gene Simmons flying through the air, you know, breathing fire and just spitting blood. I was like, these guys are like superheroes. I want to be a rock star just like Gene Simmons. So I asked my father to buy me a bass, and uh, I started taking lessons. And I, uh, you know, if you asked me back then what I'd be doing now, I, I, I wouldn't even have to leave you. Right on. So what year was that? So the Kiss concert was in 1979. Okay, so the Dynasty tour. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Okay. The Dynasty tour. And then, uh, yeah, so I was 13, and uh, I started taking lessons for a year, and then I basically just learned by uh, trying to figure out songs by all my favorite bands and bass players, and I, I took uh, some music theory classes, and uh, for, for the most part, I was self-taught the whole time. Wow. First year, folks. The man, the myth, the legend. Took lessons first and then self-taught. That's cool. So, uh, besides bass, do you play any other instrument? Yeah, I can play. Um, I can play guitar just good enough to write music. Um, I'm not a. I'm not a good lead guitar player, but um, I can get by with some rhythm guitar. Right. And uh, I actually. On my uh, on my two solo albums, I actually play rhythm guitar on both those albums. So that's the only time I've ever done that. So um, it's given me a good excuse to uh, you know learn how to play the guitar a little bit better, you know, and uh, kind of challenge myself a little bit. So yeah, I, mean, I love playing guitar. Sweet. Now, how many basses do you own? All right, I'm looking at them right now, and let's count. Okay, let's here we go. We're counting live, right? Yep, absolutely. 
All right, so let's, I've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, four. I have four four-string basses. Right. And I, and I have two eight-string basses. Wow. Look out, John, my young. <laughs> you probably got about 34. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Now, do, do you have your first one that you learned how to play? I do not, but I remember when I got that first bass. Right. It was uh, it was called a Univox bass, and my father had bought it at the Livingston Mall here in Livingston, New Jersey. Wow. And um, I don't know whatever happened to that bass, but you know, back then. I was really dumb, and I didn't realize the worth of some of these bases because my second base was a Rickenbacker 4001 base. Wow. This, if I still had it today, it would have been worth a tremendous amount of money. But I didn't, I just didn't get it back then, you know? And, right. I, and then one day I was like, ah, you know, I'm bored of this base, so I'm just going to give it away. And I gave it away to a friend of mine. And then, you know, when I realized how much it would have been worth today, I want to kill myself. You know? <laughs> well, do you still talk to your friend that has it? He does have it, you know, but he's worked on it, and I don't know what he's done to it. Who knows what it sounds like? A ukulele now. <laughs> now, Rickenbacker, who's really known for playing Rickenbacker? Um, Lemmy was, right? Lemmy, yeah. Lemmy has some really uh, awesome-looking Rickenbacker basses, uh, and also, of course, Getty Lee from Rock. Right. I was just about to say Getty Lee as well. Right. Uh, also, actually... Uh, Cliff Burton used to have a Rickenbacker. Um, so, yeah, they were really cool because they had, like, two inputs. Right. And you could use, like, two uh, totally different amps and get such a, you know, different kind of sound. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show that you're in so many different projects. How do you keep them straight? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. <laughs> You know, I'm a very organized person, okay. um, and um, I have like a, a routine. Right. You know, like uh, if a band hires me, I kind of you know have like uh, a little list I put them on, and and I just have this routine where I wake up in the morning, right, and just like I'm kind of not like most musicians. Most musicians work you know late at night, and they don't wake up till you know four in the afternoon or something. But I wake up really early in the morning. I'm an early bird, so I'll wake up around like six right and and then I'll just start practicing you know whatever I want to learn for that week I set like little goals All right, I want to get this album learned and then I uh, I have a friend CJ Socha who has uh, has a studio called Le Chateau Bow Wow wow and uh <laughs> and he's He's here in New Jersey, so I do all my side projects at his studio, and basically I go there once a week and kind of knock out a bunch of stuff, and I just keep everything moving, and then it just gets everything done after a while. Awesome. So do you, you would say that you do play at least once a day? Yeah. 
definitely. Um, I would say for the most part, um, I play every single day, uh, whether it be learning songs for recording or practicing songs for a tour. Uh, I always put in, I always put in probably about two hours a day. Awesome. Uh, and, uh, you know, so usually it's kind of rare if I don't play. Okay. Now, I, a fan emailed me and asked because um, I have a lot of people that are fans of yours. And they wanted to know if you're a pick guy or a finger guy. And I said, I've seen you do both, but what are you primarily? Yeah, well, you know, I learned uh, by my fingers. Right. You know, that's that's so when I uh, when I went for lessons, you know, my teacher was a finger player, so I I, uh, I learned with my fingers. So I mean, I'm you know ninety percent finger player, right. but you know sometimes songs I do I think do require a pick. Like if you're playing like metal stuff, and it's and it's you know if you're if you're playing something that's pretty fast and you need something that's really going to be, you know, accurate and tight, right. uh, I, I think the pick is a little better because fingers, fingers are not always perfect. They're a little sloppy, but that's what I like about them too. You know, like okay. if you're playing something, you're playing, it's a little sloppy, it's not perfect, but it gives it a lot of character. But um, some stuff you're playing that's like really fast and really got to be tight, then I, I would suggest a pick for that. Gotcha. Now, do you hear a tone difference when you're playing a pick versus a finger? Yes, there's definitely a tone difference. Um, yeah, with with uh, with your fingers, you just get a really you can get like a really nasty, dirty type of sound, you know, because you really got um, that human factor going. You know, it's 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 not all perfect, and, and it's just like you're just kind of beating the bass up, you know, something like guys like that would be like uh, Geezer Butler or, or Steve Harris, right. you know. Um, but with a pick, it's very kind of, a, you get a, pretty much the tone is going to be pretty much the same all the way through, you know, because you're using like a, you know, a foreign instrument. So, um, you know, they, they each have their good points and bad points, you know, so I think you got to just like look at a song and, and see what it needs. You know, there's a lot of finger players that they just get really down on pick players. They're like, oh, you know, that's, you know, that sucks. That's not bass playing. But, you know, for heavy metal, sometimes it, it really does sound better than your fingers. Gotcha. All right. Awesome. Now, here's an interesting question. If you weren't a rock star, what kind of work would you be doing? Oh, that's an awesome question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can tell you that um, before I joined Symphony X and, you know, we were all hanging out at the Birchill nightclub in, in, uh, <laughs> in Jersey those days, um, I was working... Um, doing uh, just like office work um, okay. account like accounts receivable accounts payable billing um, so I was working in an office nine to five and it was um, actually I didn't mind it you know what I mean it was I had my own little cubicle there and I just did what I had to do you know 
it sucks that you have a boss always looking at over your shoulder and, and sometimes I, I would I would be judged by others because of the length of my hair and that kind of sucked right but um, overall I didn't mind it um, so I probably would have stayed in that field I probably would have been working in some office alright cool suit by day rocker by night there you go alright Sweet. Weekend warrior. Right on. Okay, so if you could play with any musician, dead or alive, who would it be with and why? Yeah, oh, dead or alive, okay. Yes. Um, well, I think it would have been amazing if I could have played bass for Elvis Presley. Awesome, good answer. Because uh, I, I, I admire, you know, he's one of my favorite singers of all time, and um, I think that would have been an amazing thing. Um, I think some guys that now, um, I would love to play bass uh, for Richie Blackmore. Really? Um, that medieval yeah. stuff, or like his, like, rock um, stuff? Well, you know, both. Um, okay. Because I, I, I love his guitar playing, and uh, I've always been a huge fan of his. And um, I'm definitely a huge fan of the medieval stuff, too, so that would be a lot of fun. I mean, he's had an incredible influence on me. Uh, for for um, any of your listeners that uh, have my solo albums, there's a huge Blackmore's Night influence in those albums. So, um, yeah, it would be uh, a blast to jam with Richie. Gotcha. Well, you've played with Theo. Well, not with him, but you did do direct, didn't do support with Symphony X and Dio did a show together? Um, let's see. Well, we've, um, I know we've played some festivals right. when, uh, when Dio was playing with Heaven and Hell. Right. And, uh, so we have played, you know, we have played in the same night as them. So, cool. um, you know, and that's awesome too. I mean, he's definitely, uh, one of my all time favorite singers for sure. Absolutely. All right. All right. As you, I don't know if you remember this. I used to be in the car business, so I have to ask, what kind of car do you drive? Uh, well, you're going to be shocked. It's definitely not a musician car. Okay. It's, I wouldn't even say it's a man car. It's kind of a car. Okay. Um, I drive a, a blue Hyundai Accent. Okay. It's about as right as so you know. Obviously, you know your car is is about as small as you're gonna find. Wow! <laughs> and uh, you know, it's uh, it's basically you know, uh, it's about all I could afford being a four musician. <laughs> <laughs> now we know why you're in fifteen different projects. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> right on. Okay. So, what's in the CD player right now? If the car has a CD player. Um, the car does have a CD player, actually. It's a 2000, uh, 2010. Okay. Um, let's see, what's been in there? Well, uh, interestingly enough, your brother's band. Oh, you, my cousin? Your, uh, not, no, yeah, your cousin. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. My brother doesn't have any musical talent. I have to give him an iPod to carry a tune. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. It skipped him, went to me, and it went to Dan. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, because uh, 
I was with Danny last Friday night, and uh, we were hanging out with the guys from uh, Midnight Eternal. Okay. And um, and they uh, gave me uh, their first CD. Awesome. That I and I played a few songs on anyway, and I was listening to it. And so that's been in uh, that's been in the player for a while since, since Friday. <laughs> Good CD. Yeah, very, very cool. I liked it a lot. Right on. Besides yours, you know, the stuff that you recorded with them on. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I've known I've known all those guys for a while. And uh when Midnight Eternal first began right. I was I was playing. But uh you know, after a while I was I just had so many projects going on I just couldn't give them the dedication they needed, you know. So uh, so they you know, they uh they had to get another guy. But uh I think I'm gonna do some more stuff with them actually, uh when they do their new record. Sweet. Can't wait to hear that. Yeah, man. Okay. So do you have a favorite song, not just from them, but I'm just saying in general, that you like to play? My favorite song overall. You know, I guess that'll change every so often, you know, depending what mood I'm in, you know. Um, so I would have to think about what I've been practicing lately. And lately, you know, I've been practicing the solo stuff because we have a show coming up. Um, so um, I, I guess I've been really digging uh, just playing some stuff from my solo albums only because that's what I've been doing lately. So I think uh, maybe from uh, from the first album, a song called Apocalypse Rider. It's always awesome. a fun song to play. So uh, that's what I've been digging lately. Awesome. Okay. How did the name of the band come about? Did you come up with it? Oh, Silent Assassins? Yeah. Yeah. Um, back in... Let's see, let's go back in time. Here we go. We're going back. We're going back. I say around somewhere between in the early 90s, maybe anywhere from 90 to 93, somewhere in there. Um, I was in a I was in a heavy metal band, a local Jersey metal band called Brute Force. And um, I, I remember somebody in the band was talking about how they were reading some sort of a book and they mentioned some chapter called Silent Assassins. And for some reason, that word just stuck with me, you know? And I always said to myself, you know, if I ever form a band, I want to call it Silent Assassins because it sounds cool, rolls off your tongue really easily. And, um, and then all these years later, when the time finally came, I was like, yeah, this is perfect. And uh, so that's how I used it. And uh, I also used it as the title track on my first solo album. And uh, I wrote a song about it. And I, and I made the Silent Assassins to be the... Uh, the Greek soldiers that were uh, hiding inside the Trojan horse and uh, and that whole thing. So I kind of used it for a few different things, but uh, yeah, I really like that name and uh, it's, uh, it's it's worked out well for me so far. Right on. It sounds like a video game name. 
Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Could be a cool video game, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Now, when you hear your music on the radio or a podcast, if you do listen to any podcast or everything, do you turn it up? Do you turn it off? Or you turn it down? Hmm. Well, that's an awesome question, dude. Um, I guess it depends on what mood I'm in, who I'm with listening to it at the time, um, and different circumstances like that. Sometimes I'll turn it up because... I want to hear how the music sounds over a computer or over a radio. You know what I mean? I want to hear how it comes across. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I think but sometimes, you know, I won't even listen to it because I'm like, oh, you know, I've heard this song a million times. I don't need to hear it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, so I think it all depends on what song it is and, you know, maybe who's listening with me and, you know, the different circumstances behind it. Awesome. Okay. Now, going back a little bit, like we said about Silent Assassins, we also know you for being the bass player to Symphony X. Right. What is going on with them? I understand that, you know, for example, I know Penella was supposed to come out with a solo album. Album. Romeo came out with the solo album. Alan yep. is on tour right now with um, Trans Siberian Orchestra. Um, yep. What's Jason doing? Um, Jason, I don't think, uh, at least I don't think he's been doing much musically uh, right. since then. Um, the last thing that Symphony X did to date was um, uh, we our last show that we did was in October of 2016 and it was in Australia. Wow. So, you know, since then, yeah, Russell's been doing TSO and uh, the Adrenaline Mob and, and that stuff and uh, yeah, Jason, I don't think he's really been doing much musically. Uh, Pinella, same and yeah uh, Michael Romeo and I have been uh, active with solo albums and stuff but um, you know we are planning to uh, get going again next year Okay. so uh, we're looking to get on the road so uh, we're confirming some dates now so hopefully we'll uh, have everything confirmed soon and we'll be able to make an announcement uh, for some touring stuff so um, yeah we're excited to get back to get back out there you know it's like uh, you know we all miss each other we want to play and uh, continue uh, continue on with that stuff nice now out of all the rock star musicians people that you play and record with and everything is there like any like rock star that haven't recorded with or played with that you can actually like pick up the phone and see, give them a call and say hey I'm in your town let's go have a beer or come to the show right right you know very few um, I'm you know I'm a very shy guy right. and 
you know, if I see uh, a, you know, if I see a rock star at a show, I very rarely will talk to them. Like my attitude is, you know what, you know, this poor guy probably gets 25 people or bothering him. I'm just going to leave him alone, you know. So I, I don't really have um, too many rock star friends, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just not really that guy where, you know, I, I hang with the rock stars. I'd much rather hang with the fans, you know. So, like, rather than the rock stars, like, rather than me calling a rock star when I come to a town or a country, I'll actually call fans. Awesome. And I've that I've been, uh, that I've, you know, developed a friendship with. And, you know, they'll pick me up at the tour bus and they'll, we'll go out and eat and we'll get to know each other. And I've been really fortunate enough to build some really great friendships with some fantastic people all over the world. And uh, it's such a blessing, you know, it's something that uh, I'm just so thankful for. And um, it's amazing, you know, I mean, there's so many, all these different cultures all over the world and so many people and people are just kind of they all kind of act differently but they're all awesome in their own way so uh, I've been fortunate enough to uh, to meet a lot of people so yeah I mean I, I'm like I'm the dude who'll hang out with the fans nice do you have a favorite country that you've performed in or a favorite state <laughs> um like you know I mean a lot of the countries um it's interesting too because the fans act differently in a lot of the countries you know right um some of the countries the fans are just I mean they just go totally crazy you know I mean they, they just sing every song back to you screaming at the top of their lungs other other countries are more reserved but I mean they like they enjoy the show the same way they're just you know they're just a little more reserved um I think uh, my favorite place to play uh, is probably Brazil. Really? Um, because those people, I mean, they, music is just in their hearts so much. Like to them, it's almost like a religion, you know? And they appreciate that you are there so much, you know, and you can just see it in their eyes the way they look at you. And, uh, and the shows are just great because they're so into the music. They, they, you know, when they know you're coming to town, but if they know a band is coming to town, even if they've never heard of a band, they'll listen to all the music and they'll get educated on all the songs. And so just so they could go to the show and sing along with the band, like it's that cool. Wow. Know? They're very dedicated, um, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's fantastic, you know, I mean, uh, they really, really appreciate that you're there, and uh, it's really, it really makes you feel, you know, so blessed that you get to, you know, have this kind of a career, but uh, I haven't been to Brazil probably in about four years or so, okay. but, uh, you know, can't wait to get back there. Nice, and the food is incredible, I like Brazilian food. Yeah, you know, the uh, South America, they really, their, their meat is delicious. Uh, you know, um, 
I don't know. I guess that maybe it's just a uh, better kind of meat. I don't know. Maybe they get more fresh, but it is so good. Absolutely. I am definitely a carnivore, so I, I, <laughs> I, I don't get these people that are vegan or vegetarian. No disrespect to any of my fans or family that are uh, vegan or yeah. vegetarian. I'm yeah. just like... So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's you know, it's, I, 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 I respect so much people who do the vegetarian thing or vegan thing because uh, it's really hard to do that, you know? Right. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the meat in South America is just so delicious, though. Gotcha. All right. So, have you ever been starstruck? That's a really good question because it's hard to get me to be starstruck. Right. Really hard. Uh, because I have the attitude where it's like, you know, I like a band's music and I really don't even care about meeting the band or anything like that. Right. But I will say that in 2003, I met the great Ronnie James Dio. Awesome. And, uh, this, I have to admit, I was like kind of, I was definitely starstruck, you know? Right. Oh, and also, <laughs> on a funnier note, I, I was also starstruck when I met Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't even talk. It was, it was hysterical. Well, now was she in her outfit and costume, or was she Cassandra Peterson? Was she red hair, everything like that? At, at the time I met her, she was in her uh, costume. Okay. And, you know, and this is going back. This is going back to the nineties again. You know. Right. And um, yeah, I was just so in love with her. So when I finally, you know, it was at one of those conventions you know, right. that they had. I was going to say, like a chiller theater kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So when I, I finally met her, I, I, you know, I didn't even know how, I didn't even know what to do, but I did get a picture of the moment, so that was like really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I think those are really the only two times. I mean, I've met some, I've met some big rock, rock stars, but it's just like my attitude is just like, you know, you know what, I love your music, but, you know, I don't really have to meet you and uh, be disappointed <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're not a nice person. I totally get it. Uh, speaking of uh, musicians and whatnot, and you brought up your first Kiss concert it was in, in 1979. Have you ever met any of the members of Kiss? The only time I was able to do that was um, when the Lick It Up album came out. Okay. Uh, just maybe like the day before they were going to play... Uh, I think Madison Square Garden. Uh, they did an in-store appearance at, uh, I believe it was a Sam Goody in, in Manhattan. Right. And um, so this is, I guess, around 84. Yep. And um, so me and my friends, you know, we went to Sam Goody, got in line. And I mean, we were there, dude. It was the line. You could probably only imagine how big the line was back then for kids. So, you know, three hours later, we finally get to the front of the line and um, 
and there they are, you know, all of a sudden I see them behind the counter and I was like, wow, there's the guys in Kiss, but you know, no makeup on. And what's cool is Eric Carr was there, you know? So, you know, and of course, you know, the, uh, the bouncers just push you through the line. So, I mean, I got their autographs real fast. So it was cool. I, I, I actually got, um, I actually got Eric Carr's autographs along with the, uh, the other guys. So that was the only time I ever met Kiss in my life. Awesome. What is your thoughts about the end of the road tour now? Yeah, I mean, God, I mean, how many times were they saying that it was their last tour? I mean, right. Um, but you know what? Uh, I uh, actually, the end of the road tour, this time, I actually do believe them. Right. So, uh, actually, the other day, me and my friends uh, got some tickets to see them here in uh, in Newark. Okay. And, and uh, when they come around in August. Right. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's like, more than any other concert, when I see a KISS concert, I just feel like a kid again. You know? Absolutely. All those memories, you know, what I used to do is I used to take, I used to take my bass and a little, I had my, a little amplifier and I would put on Kiss Alive 2 right. and I had a little mic, I had a little microphone that, it, that I would plug in and I would make believe I was Gene Simmons and I would <laughs> sing and I would play and, uh, I just, it's just, you know, the, it, Kiss made my youth, you know, so amazing and, uh, uh, when you're when I'm at a Kiss concert, it's it's like magic, you know, and um, it's always it's just always an amazing experience to see Kiss for me. I totally understand that. <laughs> so, all right, what's your favorite song? Um, Alpha Kiss Alive. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be Kiss Alive too. It could be any Kiss song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Kiss man, all the songs they have, man. I'll tell you, one song I always loved from Kiss was Deuce. Awesome. Because it, it was, uh, it was just always like a heavy song, you know? Right. And I always loved Gene Simmons' voice because he had like a heavy metal voice, you know? Yes. So, um, I always liked that song so much, you know? Uh, but, I mean, geez, there's so many, you know, there's so many great, great Kiss songs, at least in my opinion, so. Awesome. Yeah, when you brought up Kiss Alive too, it definitely brings back memories because that was my first album of theirs and the first kiss song i heard was any way you want it oh wow and i know it's not a kiss original but my brother played that album to the vinyl like the either his needle wore off or the album we had to go to crazy eddie and buy a new album uh, because i played it so often because he got sick of it and then he went on to like iron maiden and billy joel and i was just like so like enamored by the album the bill fold and you take it out and you're like wow and i didn't get to see them until eric i and you brought up eric carr eric carr's first performance was at the palladium in 1980 that was my first kiss show and you know something What's that? i was at that show really I went to that show. I got I got my grandmother to take me to that show. That's awesome. <laughs> that was yeah. That was uh, 
That was amazing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was like a spectacle that I can't even explain. And then, you know, 703 yeah. shows later, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I saw his first show, and then I unfortunately got to see his last show. That, really? Where yeah. was his last show? November 9th, 1990, he was at Madison Square Garden. Believe it or not. November 9th, 1999. Yeah. I might have seen that tour, but in the, at the Meadowlands. Yeah, they were tour. Uh, their support was uh, Winger and Slaughter. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that was it. Wow, dude. That was for Hot in the Shade tour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hot in the Shade, I remember. And then almost two years later... He uh, a little over two years later he passed. Yeah, because he died the same day Freddie Mercury died. Right. So. You know something? Um, around I say around ten years ago. Right. I I, I had a I, well, I still have a I have a good friend who lives in upstate New York. Right. And um, you know he he would throw he would have a barbecue every uh, summer. So I'm at his barbecue one summer, mm -hmm. and I see this big Cadillac, this big old beat-up Cadillac pull up and park, and out comes Eric Carr's parents. Holy and he said, and he's like, yeah, you know, um, they're good friends of the family, and we all knew Eric. And so I actually was talking to his mom, and she she was just so nice and so sweet. And uh, it was it was a, you know it was really an honor to get to meet these people, and uh, they were so nice. I think they both have passed on since then, but um, it was it was really cool to to, to get to meet them. And, and you know, they told me some really cool things about Eric, and uh, you know, it was really awesome. But I, I had the only time I ever met Eric was that one time where I just got his autograph real fast. Huh. So you got the opportunity, and you also got to meet Vinnie Vincent then too. So, well, unfortunately, when I got to when I got to to the autographs, Vinnie Vincent had gone to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> so I got beat. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, here's a question, and you can take the high road because I've, I'm asking everybody that is a Kiss fan, everything sure. like that, because Vinnie Vincent has resurfaced once again. I'm sure you yeah. read it on Blabbermouth and Metal Sludge and all these other magazines and online stuff like that. And, uh, you know, he was just at the Kiss Cruise and everything like that. He did, the, yeah. uh, you know, the day before. And then he was supposed to be playing with Robert Fleischman a couple of dates next month or two months from now um, in Nashville. Uh, and he was just, and we brought up horror and TV expos and conventions like that. He was just at the New Jersey Chiller Theater, uh, and I was supposed to go down to Chiller on the Saturday because I wanted to grab an interview with him. Uh, I have an autograph of his, but I have never, and I met him years ago, but at the time I never did photo ops with a lot of people until like, I don't know, when I guess I grew a brain or something. Um, and I also, you know, I also just, like I said, I wanted to meet him, see if he'd be down with doing an interview. Uh, I've already asked Bruce Kulik this. 
I already I already asked Mark Slaughter this. Uh, so I've asked people that have been either a fan or that's been in some form or a way in a band with him or recorded with him or did something with him. So since you are a fan of his and his music, uh, first of all, are you a fan of Vinnie Vincent's Invasion or were you just a fan of his music that he did with Kiss? Both, you know, the, the Vinnie Vincent Invasion I thought was really cool. Cool. Okay. So here's the question. And like I said, you, we can either edit this out or you can say skip, next, or I don't know. So here's the question. You ready? Sure. All right. Vinnie Vincent, man or woman? You know something? <laughs> I, when he resurfaced and I was watching him on the videos talking at the convention, I couldn't figure it out. I was trying to think, you know, is he a woman? Is he a man? What's going on? Right. And, and honestly, I can't figure it out. And it seems like I don't think he's ever even answered that question either. Right. No one actually has had the chutzpah to actually ask him, and that would be one of the questions I would ask him if he is. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't care what he decides or she decides to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, because look, I, yeah. I respect the person for what they yeah. brought to the table for the yeah. writing that he did with you know Kiss, yeah. and then also then when he did with Vinnie Vincent's Invasion, because personally I really like the stuff with either Robert Fleischman because I think he he's an exceptional talent himself, and of course I've known Mark a long time, so things that he did with Mark as well. So yeah, I mean yeah, it's it's, it's really I can't figure it out. I mean my. It's hard to say because he's a glam guy. So right. He just doing the glam, or but he does look like a woman. Right. I don't know, but uh, it's like you say. You know what? The guy is a fantastic songwriter. Right. And uh, you know, I'm just glad he's back out there. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Two more questions. Sure. All right. So you are one of the most friendly musicians that I've ever come across, and you said something that really, really was really commendable. You mentioned that you call your friends or you call your fans, and you like to hang out with the fans and everything before a show, after the show, and everything. So right. for the fans that are listening to this, do you have any advice for up-and-coming musicians? Yeah, um, you know, being a musician and being in bands and, and trying to make it, it's much harder uh, now than it was, you know. Right. I mean, there's, there's less record companies out there. They're all going out of business because, uh, you know, nobody's really buying CDs anymore. Um, studios are going out of business. Um, but I think the best advice I can give a musician is, first of all, you've got to practice a lot. Keep writing songs, really perfect your songwriting, and uh, because that's what's really going to make you go places. And it's really not going to be, you know, it's not the 80s anymore, so it's not going to be about what you look like anymore. Um, you really got to have good songs. And 
then, you know, you got to realize also that you're, you're competing with thousands of bands that are all in the, all in the salad we call the internet. Right. You know, trying to find ways to break out. So just stay determined and uh, just don't give up. You know, people are going to tell you, like they told me, they're like, yeah, you're never going to do anything with music. Just stop and, you know, get a job and all that. And, you know, they say that because, you know, the odds are that most likely you won't make it in music. So I understand that, but you can't let that deter you. You have to just keep going and keep writing and just let anyone who will listen, let them hear your music and don't stop. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, and it'll take a little luck too, you know? So, uh, the best thing is just keep going and don't get discouraged. Awesome. All right. Now, social media. You are on Facebook. You have Twitter, Instagram. How can people find you? Yeah, um, I say... Time to plug away. Right, right. You know, um, I suck on social media, so I'll try to... Basically, uh, as far as Facebook goes, I mean, if you search... Uh, Mike LaPon's Silent Assassins. You'll find you'll find us there. So and yeah, the same thing with Instagram. Just search search us and, and you'll find us. Um, if anyone out there uh, wants to talk to me, I'm happy to talk to anybody about Symphony X, Silent Assassins, anything. Uh, feel free just to look me up. You know, Mike LaPond. And I'm just feel free to write to me, and I'll be happy to talk to you. And if there's anything you want to know about the band, just just feel free to ask. But um, you know, you can't find you can't find me. Uh, I'm on YouTube as well. You know, just like all the usual stuff. So uh, shouldn't be too hard to find. Awesome. Well, this has been a blast, and I learned a lot from you know talking to you again besides shooting the shit when we're at shows when you're either performing or just hanging out at a show Uh, so I just wanted to say on behalf of the people that listen to me that are fans of yours that are hopefully will be turned on to being a fan of mine thank you I very much appreciate it man and we also have to thank Donna because Donna really helped us facilitate this so Donna is very very amazing so and hopefully when she listens to this Donna thank you for helping me you know track him down and hunt them down and make this happen finally (laughs) absolutely yeah absolutely yeah Donna definitely made it happen and uh, thank you to her for sure Uh, and hopefully uh, I will see you around Steve absolutely Um, definitely want to see you sometime and we'll hang absolutely All right, brother thank you so much for the opportunity once again All right, bro I'll talk to you soon you got it have a great night Psycho Steve presents You can hear more from Psycho Steve on Hair Today on Tomorrow every Wednesday on iTunes and SoundCloud. The interview sessions are also on YouTube. Get your
your merch at zazzle.com backslash psycho steve presents hair today gone tomorrow follow psycho steve on all social media platforms facebook at psycho steve rocks instagram at the underscore real underscore psycho underscore steve twitter at real psycho steve for requests or dedications or if you're in a band and want us to play your music or be interviewed or for advertising inquiries email us at psycho steve presents at gmail.com psycho steve presents hair today gone tomorrow is brought to you by pearls wide enterprises llc please join psycho steve every wednesday and friday here on 